Welcome to On Point. I'm your host, Richard Sanvanero, and today with us, we have Blazon Goya, a Republican politician who currently serves as a member of the Florida House of Representatives, representing the 35th District, which includes Spring Hill and Brooksville in Hernando County. And he's been a representative since 2014. Welcome, Blaze. It's good to be here. So let's ask the questions. So you're originally from where, and how did you get to Hernando County? Well, um, first, I appreciate the, um, uh, the opportunity to come here and, and speak to you and, and help get um, my message out and things that we're doing in the community. First thing I just want to say is you'd introduce me as a, uh, a politician. I am not a politician. Never have been, never will be. I'm just a guy who lives in uh, Hernando County, a small business owner who cares. Um, and that's why I decided to run. But to answer your question, I'm originally from uh, Queens, New York. Um, and I moved here in 1996. Um, and I wanted to find a better, a better place for uh, my family to, to, um, um, to open up a business. And Hernando was a place where I had friends here. So I came down on vacation and just it was uh, uh, the place for me. It sort of reminded me of New York City where I grew up um, and, you know, the, the close-knit uh, community. And I just fell in love with the place. Great, great. Uh, I heard you tell the story many times. You moved here with $1,600 in your pocket, and, uh, and you feel it's very important to share that story with people that you meet in the county and outside of our county. Yeah, uh, I tell that story for, uh, for the reason that, you know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, we grew up relatively poor in New York City, um, lived in a town, Howard Beach. So I lived in the uh, poorer Irish section, subsection of the poor Italian subsection of Howard Beach. And we did not have much, but what we had was our family and, and we had the drive and energy to succeed. So when I moved, I moved here to try to um, open up a business and to try to make a better place for me um, and my family from, from New York. So I came down here, even had the $1,600 in cash. It was an old car that my brother sold for me and then sent the cash down. But the reason why I tell that story is I think it's important because not everybody um, is where they want to be in life. Um, and it just takes drive and succeed and the commitment and knowing where you want to go. So you might have a dollar in your pocket today, but as long as you have that commitment and drive to succeed, you can do whatever you want in this nation and especially this state. God bless America for real. Uh, I know you wear many, many hats. In addition to being a state representative, you are the chairman of the Republican Party and also a business owner. How do you balance all those crazy things you do, your responsibilities? One thing I do is I make sure that we have good people running the organizations. I try to surround myself with people who care. Um, and then the big part of that is I work hard. I get up at you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock every morning. Um, I'm usually working up until about 11, um, 11 p.m. midnight. So I'm always trying to stay ahead of the cur curve. I'm trying to identify issues. Um, and I work hard, whether it is uh, for my home building company, whether it's for state representative, or whether it is chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. All three of those things actually fall in line with each other. It's just the love of, of this county, this state, this nation, and wanting to help people. I do the, I help people within my home building businesses. We try to cater to first-time home buyers. It's a, a segment of people who 
um, don't have yet, but they will have, and, and it's that helping of people in the home building business, which drives me to be a better state representative and a better chair of the Republican Party, because all I want to do is help people help themselves and then uh, help and push and motivate them to be better. Well, I tell you, our viewers want to know, how did you get started in politics? Take us through how you start to say, well, tomorrow I'm going to, I see a need to do whatever you're doing and how you get started, that process. Yeah, so um, back in 2006, 2007, I was uh, traveling the country as a motivational speaker. And if you remember 2006, 2007, locally here, property tax, property uh, values started to rise. And with that was the property taxes. And, you know, I've always sort of been a political junkie, if you will, and um, I'm very good with numbers and I understand budgets and I started looking at what the local county was doing with their with all this tax revenue and they were just expanding government so I had this idea that if you can somehow combine political speech with motivational speech um, you can start talking about the things that people would normally be bored with and deliver it in an entertaining way but get the message across so we started back then live seminars throughout the county uh, called government gone wild um, and from there I got elected as the chairman of the local Republican Party. I did a bunch of internet videos. I think the videos have 8 million views, 9 million views on them. I won an award in 2011, having the fifth most watched political video of that year. Um, from there, I got elected to the vice chairmanship of the Republican Party of Florida, and then the chairmanship of the Republican Party of Florida. But all throughout the, um, the way, I held Republicans just as accountable for these messes that we have in government as, as Democrats. Um, because I believe if you're going to stand up and you're going to lead and, and you know, fight for what you believe in, party shouldn't matter. And we, that's coming from the chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. Well, when you did the videos, you were citizen, Mr. Blazingolia, and you were shown, shine the light on the so-called swamp before mm -hmm. the now everybody's talking about swamp you were one to shine the light on it first for down here. We were, and um, um, now I'm in a little bit of a different position because my um, job is to uh, primarily is for House District 35 is to make sure that I'm doing the best for the people in this county. Um, and my other job is to get Republicans elected. But I will tell you that um, there are times where um, I don't work as hard for some of these Republicans as they would like me to because not all Republicans are living up to what they portray to be. Thank you for that honest answer. So what is your favorite thing about being an elected official? Helping people. Absolutely helping people. Uh, helping people and motivating people to help themselves. You know, I'm not the type of person who is just going to hand you something. If a constituent calls our office, we're going to do everything that we can. I answer um, um, questions on Facebook. People can contact me on Facebook and I'm always responding. Um, I don't want anybody to ever say that I haven't been responsive to the constituents. But I'm one of those people who just won't do for you. Um, I will help you get there by yourself because I want you all to understand how to solve those problems because I'm not going to be there. So you are time. a reachable official? Absolutely. Um, most people will reach me. I answer my own emails when they come in um, to my state rep office. If you contact me through Facebook, I'll get you the answer that I need. Some constituents have my, um, my cell phone number and they text me and I'm answering you know, text at midnight sometimes. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, so run us through a typical day of Blaze and Golia in Tallahassee. What's your day like? 
um, hectic to say the least. So uh, you, the session is 60 days long and um, that 60 days feels like probably a year. So I normally would wake up around 5.30 in the morning. Um, I'd have a couple cups of coffee. I would go and work out um, anywhere between an hour, an hour and a half, because most of the time when you're in Tallahassee, you're sitting. So I try to get as much exercise in as possible. I'm usually in my office at 7.30. First committee meetings, first meetings, usually about 8. Usually working up until about 6 p.m. at night. Um, normally would have some meetings after that, would go home, and I would go home with binders. Uh, two, three, four binders that high, and I would read all of the legislation and all the, the analysis that I would have to vote on the day before. So that usually takes me until about um, 11 p.m. midnight, and I just do it again the next day. Do you wear glasses? Um, you know, funny <laughs> thing you say that is um, uh, I have seen, I never, when I was growing up, my uh, people asked me, and I actually wanted to be a doctor, um, um, a physician growing up. Um, that was where I was gearing. Um, so people asked me why didn't I want to become uh, a lawyer, and I said it was too much reading involved. So now that's all I do is I'm, I'm reading law, I'm helping to write law, and my eyesight has gone <laughs> downhill since I've been a state rep. Well, tell us something that you have done as our state rep that you're most proud of. I probably, two things probably stand out with that, um, um, and these are two things that you probably wouldn't hear about but these are the things that I'm personally most proud about. The first thing is uh, I believe that you should, if you campaign one way, you should govern the same way, right? Um, if you say you're going to do something, if you say you're going to be someone, then do that as an elected official. I had the opportunity to do that, and I believe it was a test um, to see if I was actually going to do what I said I was gonna do. Um, I have always been a proponent of keeping government small um, and accountable. And there had been one bill that had come up before committee that would have um, given pay raises to um, dear friends of mine that work within government. And when I looked at the amount of pay raises that they were going to get, and then I looked at the what the normal person makes in Hernando County, I was saying to myself, this is a huge pay raise. This is against everything that I had uh, that I stood for. So when I was faced with an opportunity where nobody was watching to vote for something that would have helped friends of mine, not only did I vote against it, but I tried to kill the bill. Um, so people would say that, why would you do that? It's because I, that's what I believe in. Um, so I just don't believe in sitting there and just you know, uh, having a blind eye to some things that happen um, when you have an opportunity to change things. The other thing that I'm very important about and not that many people would know this, but um, speakers, um, just like in Congress, you have the Speaker of, of the House, you have the Speaker of the House in Florida Representatives. Speakers in the Florida Representative are chosen, um, usually before they even get elected. And you have a lot of special interest groups and lobbyists who weigh in, um, give a lot of money to their campaign so they can go out and, and gather the votes to become Speaker. I think that that is just wrong. Um, how could you pick somebody to lead a chamber, um, which is arguably the uh, speaker is the second most powerful um, position in the state of Florida behind the governor. How can you do that without actually serving with them? So I fought with a bunch of my colleagues behind the scenes to get that changed, and now we have it changed. Very good. If you had to impact uh, some of your knowledge onto someone who's looking to run for office, what would you say to them? 
govern, like I said before, govern the way you campaign. Um, do the things that you say you're going to do. Be bold, persuasive, unafraid. If more people would do that, because when you're going out and you're campaigning, you're selling yourself. You're saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. If you like this compared to my opponent or opponents, please vote for me. But sometimes a lot of that for too many candidates are, is just rhetoric. It's just they don't want to offend anybody. They just they want to get your vote. And then when they get in there, they just hope that nobody sees the way that you actually vote. My advice to people is just be true to yourself. Great statement. Uh, modern day politics. Is it easier you find as a candidate uh, in social media getting your word out to who Blazing Goalie is to the public who might not have the opportunity to know the person that you are? Yeah, a, a great question. Social media has definitely changed the landscape in politics. You know, things have changed since the 80s and Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan used to say, hey, if you don't agree with me, Congress, I'm going to take my message directly to the American people. And he used to call up, and remember back then there was only three stations, right? It was ABC, CBS, and NBC, and they would ask for airtime, and he would, they would broadcast his message to the people. Um, ever since that time, you have cable, and everyone is competing for um, information and getting the message out there. And I've always said that we, elected officials, um, have to find a way around the noise and get directly to the people who our lives affect, and social media has allowed that. Great. Um, there's a lot of partisan uh, gridlock in Washington, D.C. Is there that kind of gridlock in Tallahassee? You know, surprisingly, no, there's not. Um, you know, there are some members of um, both the Republican caucus and the Democrat caucus who take things a little bit too far in partisanship. Um, but for the most part, now I'm the chairman of the Republican Party of Florida, and I also serve, and, and I do not govern myself inside that chamber. Um, but in, uh, in the Florida House of Representatives, you would be surprised at how much we all get along with each other. We talk to each other, and we try to find ways to make everyone's lives better. It's not like, it's nothing like Congress. That's, uh, that's very good to hear that. Uh, you're very active also in our communities, raising money for local nonprofits such as the Habitat for Humanity, the Children's Advocacy Center, uh, Be a Santa to a Senior, which I know you headed that, uh, pro that program up yourself, NAMI. Uh, Operation Adventure Backpack. Operation Backpack, and I'm glad you remembered, uh, and the Adventure Coast Kiwanis Club. Why so active? You've got so much on your plate. Well, I'll tell you that I believe personally, as, as important it is that you be a legislative leader, as important it is that you be a political leader, you should be a community leader also. Because, you know, whether we like it or not, people look to us, look up to us, and see how we are operating. And I believe in leading by example. And that's why you see me actively at these events, raising money for these nonprofits, um, being part of their events. Because, you know, it's easy to sit there and just write a check and just say, here, I'm too busy. But, you know, when you have somebody who is, um, um, who owns a business, state rep, um, trying to guide a party in an election, but can still take time out to be part of these events, hopefully um, I'm part of a group of people that are setting an example that, you're not too busy to do this stuff. And um, raising money for and helping out these great causes is, is a good thing. Plus, another thing is I think there should be more community involvement in raising money and helping solve these problems at local than always asking the government for money. Great, great uh, 
So what would you say what should come first, your community leadership or politics and then become community? Is there, is there, is there a split uh, for that type of person coming in? I think you have to earn the people's trust in order to be elected. And I think that being a community leader should always be a prerequisite to running for office. I think it's that important. I agree with you on that. Uh, tell me about some of the bills you have filed or championed since you've been in our uh, state rep. Well, one bill that I uh, continue to file and I'm a, um, uh, a prime co-sponsor with Representative Brian Avila from Hialeah is the bill to ban red light traffic cameras. Um, they're nothing but a money-making scheme. The data that we're getting shows that it's actually increasing crashes at some of these um, some of these intersections. I just think it's bad policy. I think that needs to be repealed. Um, another thing that I've been advocating for is um, the way we ask citizens to tax themselves. Because right now, if you want to put a tax question, let's say you want to raise taxes a half a cent or a full cent, that question has to go on the ballot. That gets put on the ballot by your county commissioners. Too often, what they're doing is they're putting it on special election ballots where you have very little turnout. And the reason why they do that is because they want to get it passed. Um, so I understand that they want to get it passed. Um, I'm not a fan of tax increases. But if you're going to ask people to tax themselves, you should put it on the ballot where the most people are going to have a say-so in that. If you have a, a special election, turnouts are usually around 20 22%. I just do not think it is fair, moral, ethical, and in the best interest of the constituents that 50% of a low turnout of 22% gets to cast a tax on 100% of the people in the county. And that's something that I'm fighting for and I'll keep fighting for, to put it on the general election ballot. Great point, and I hope, hope that comes to what you want to be. I, I'm sure most citizens agree with that. Um, you've been very active in politics and being current chairman of the Republican Party and past chairman of the Hernando County Republican Party, you would think that there would be a long line of people that dislike you, but from what I hear on the street, is many Democrats like you as well. In this time of hyper-partisanship, why do you think that is? That Democrats um, like me is because one of the things um, I try to do is I try to be inclusive. I don't attack opponents. I can disagree with them, but still be friends with them. Um, so I think a lot of Democrats actually respect my point of view. Um, you know, I've never done negative mailers. I've never done negative ads uh, to attack any of my opponents. I just go out there and I tell my side of the story. Even my past opponents who ran against me for state rep, I'm friends with them. Um, I've remained friends with them. And it's that friendship where um, you can disagree with somebody on policy but not attack them personally, and I don't do that. I don't do it as a state rep. I don't do it as a chair of the party. And I believe that's one of the things that um, the Democrats um, like about me. The other thing is, is that I'm not afraid to call part of my French BS, even on Republicans, um, if I don't believe that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I think Democrats, some Democrats find that refreshing. I wish, and quite frankly, I wish more people on the Democrat side would call BS on people uh, in their own party. Because, you know, when things, when things go wrong, when things go sideways in politics, it's sort of like, it, it's like a boxing match. You have Republicans go to their corner, you have Democrats go to their corner, and nobody's in the middle trying to just communicate with each other. And I think we need more of that. Well, Doesn't mean I'm gonna change my, my, um, my philosophy and, and, and my principles. Um, uh, I will not compromise that. 
but I'm always open for dialogue. I heard you keep a special saying on your desk. I do. At, at Tallahassee. I do. Um, uh, if I try to remember it, I, it it's a quote, um, but it's a quote. So I have a little plaque, and you normally when you walk into people's offices, um, they have these like sayings, these quotes, and they're on the wall. So I have this little plaque. Um, it doesn't face outward. It faces in to me, and it is a quote by um, Frederick Douglass, uh, a former um, um, slave who turned into a um, slave abolitionist. Um, and the quote basically says, um, I'm going to try to remember, I would rather be, um, I'm going to paraphrase, I would rather be true to myself than incur my own abhorrence. Um, and it, it tells me, to, it reminds me of the reason why I'm there. So when I'm ever faced with a, a difficult decision and I have pressure, whether it be from special interest groups, whether it be from lobbyists, I always look at that and it grounds me. I remember why I'm there and I always make that decision. I can say, honestly, that after um, four years as being state representative, um, which is eight sessions, I can put my head on my pillow every night knowing that I haven't compromised anything and I've always voted the way I thought was best for, um, for my community in the state. Maybe I'd like to ask you one question. Um, are you for or against term limits? I am st staunchly for term limits. I think um, not only have I um, um, advocated for term limits in Congress, I've advocated for term limits for judges. Um, I think there should be term limits here locally. We have an opportunity for, to vote for term limits on this year's November ballot for school board. I wish that county commission candidates should um, um, be term limited. If not, they should term limit themselves no more than eight years. Um, I believe in term limits so much that even at the Republican Party, I advocated for term limits. I tried to get that passed through the party so um, chairmen wouldn't stay in their position for more than eight years. Without term limits, what you're doing is you're telling everybody else that you have no shot at being here. Um, and then when you have no shot, no hope for that ascension, whether it be to chairman of the party, whether it be to county commission, school board, state rep, or it's basically you're chilling people from, from becoming leaders. We need more leaders. If you knew that there was seat that was going to open up in eight years, you'd start preparing that or you'd start preparing other people to lead. We don't have enough of that. We need more of it. It seems that there's a, it's a wave of younger representation uh, of, of, in politics going, leaning towards that uh, term limits. Uh, and the so-called old guard is not such a fan of term limitations on their office. No, and it, the hardest thing to do is to get a politician to vote against his own best interests. A politician's own best interest is to stay in power as long as possible. And to get that person to vote against that is very difficult to do. That's why you'll never see term limits in Congress coming from Congress itself. It's going to have to come from the outside, whether it be come from the states or the people. It's the only way it's going to be able to get done. Well, it's amazing. Our founding fathers, they were not career politicians. They were general citizens who gave up their businesses, put that on hold to help develop a new country. Yeah, George Washington hated um, um, hated the fact that people wanted him to run for another term. Um, we need more of that, um, more people like that who are selfless in serving um, because unfortunately in politics there are way too many people who are just self-serving. Unfortunately. And with that, our viewers really want to know, 
What is next for Mr. Blazing Goya politically? Where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? Um, I don't know where I'm going to be politically. Right now, um, I'm a home builder and the economy is getting better, so um, I'm enjoying being state representative. Um, I'm enjoying being a home builder again and seeing the smiles on people's faces when you know, we give them the keys to their brand new home. Um, um, I will tell you that as chairman of the Republican Party of Florida, I'm probably not going to run for another term. Um, this will be my fourth year. The only way I would consider running for another term is if a Republican governor asked me to stay on for another term to um, help guide the state through the next um, presidential election. Um, but even then, um, you know, I'm leaning towards towards not doing it. But I'm always always open to willing to serve. Right now, I'm just concentrating on being the best state representative I can be for the people in the county. Besides politics, I, you just said that you're a home builder. Uh, would you like to tell everybody what you're building and name of the company, where you're building, and what things you're building? Sure. Um, uh, the name of the company is Heartland Homes. We've been in Hernando County and Citrus County since 2001. So we've been around for a while. Um, we're a uh, higher production um, builder. We build, like I want to say right now as we speak, we have 127 homes in varying stages, 125, 127 homes in varying stages. Um, and um, right now, we're, you know, we're trying to come out of the recession. We have you know, labor shortage issues and, and material shortage issues. So um, the economy is trying to um, weave its way um, in and out of that cycle. But at the end of the day, you know, home building, um, I love it. And um, it's just, it's great. Well, with that said, uh, thank you very much, Blazing Golia, State Representative, District 35 here in beautiful Florida. And uh, that's all for On Point. Until next time. I'm Richard Sanvanero.